Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. This is the Silver and Black Podcast with r in the Morning. Wimpy for three, butter. Rob Thompson and Rudy J get you inside the San Antonio Spurs along with everything NBA. It's the Silver and Black Podcast with r in the Morning, part of the San Antonio Sports Star Podcast Network at sasportstar.com. Now, here are the guys. So, one of those Spurs nights where I wanted to turn the TV off after the uh, run that uh, the Spurs, it was like even at like 59 all. It looked like it was going to be a good game. Started fast, things got a little weird, but even Steven. And then Orlando rips off about 20 straight, and it looked like all was done. 17. Don't, so, you know, I, I wasn't that bad. But I, just I'm just go. saying, it just felt like, what just happened? I mean, it just, it, it went a little slip here, a little thing there. Wimby sits down. Orlando, by the way, huge basketball team, um, just ran away from us. But to their credit, RJ, they they did turn it around and played some pretty good basketball. So I don't know that I can completely agree with that. I mean, it it felt a little bit like empty calories. You know what I mean? Like the you could, I guess, define it as as good basketball. Maybe I'm just sour. Maybe I'm still upset about the Washington loss on Monday. But I mean. It's it's a different kind of game when you're down that big. And I will give them, I guess, the bare minimum credit for narrowing it and making it close. But for what? Just to blow it again? You know what I mean? It was – I I think this is a fun game. Just, just start, kind of start playing. I've been dancing around this. What do you think was the last <laughs> point in the game? So this, this is a new thing all right, that we'll do for every every silver and black uh, coming off of a game. What do you, Assuming it's a loss. What do you think was the last moment in the game where the Spurs had a positive win probability? So north of 50%. Oh, I'm trying to, like, within the last five minutes or so is where you're getting at? Like, uh, when it was, I don't know, um, about five minutes to go, it felt still like there was a shot. I, am I? You are way off. Am well, I really? The last time that the Spurs had a positive win probability was with nine minutes and 43 seconds left in the first half. The what? Second quarter. It, they got it the down. Time. Even, they were within three when, with four minutes to go. Even when they they were within three, so there was there was. Three I know minutes, there was weird. You're right. There were three. There were three minutes and twenty seven seconds left in the game, and they were down by three at that moment. Ninety nine, ninety six, Orlando. The Magic had a seventy eight point four percent win probability. Even at that moment. So that's what I'm saying. It's kind of hard to feel like you know they really narrowed it. Well, <laughs> you know, yeah, just... but the the scoreboard told me, and the effort showed a team in Orlando that tried a lot of different things in this about eight minute span that the Spurs were capable of one holding on to the ball, two making timely shots, uh, finding the appropriate guy. We are the worst alley oop team in the world. And the sad a, thing about it is... With a 100-foot-tall human being. I mean, we're trying, and some of them are moderately successful, but my goodness, we are clunky. And then we got eaten alive on the backdoor cuts last night. Just 
eaten alive. Greg Popovich talked about it yesterday. Post game, he's talking about, you know, this is a team that we we're just not good enough to go one on one. This is it. You know, their defense put us in a hole. They really picked up their defense there in the third quarter. And, uh, you know, that's always, when it gets real physical like that, that's a little bit of a problem for us. And as you say, until we adjusted to it and understood that that's what was happening and we couldn't stand in cement, that we had to move the ball better. But we have a tendency when we get down that uh, it's not a selfish thing, but it's just an unwise thing where we're going to do it on our own. And we're, we're not built like that right now. We've got to do it together. But we'll forget that because people try too hard to do it on their own. Uh, I think the question was regarding uh, Keldon about his effort level. Did he like, or Jeremy, uh, so on. Do you feel like he tried so hard that he was making mistakes? And he said, well, you know, what of our problems, like he just said there. Now, I don't know how you want to define it. I and mean, it's all relative, of define course. Define the effort? Or define no, what the... selfish means. Because you could define it like Coach Pop defines it, like, hey, man, I get it. Every one of you guys wants to win so bad that you're willing to go do it. You want to go do it yourself. To, to just That's your mentality. I get mm-hmm. I want you to do that. But the fact of it remains, you're not good enough to do it that way. And I think he was telling them that. Like, you know what? Uh, we have a tendency to overtry because we think we're good enough individually. And I'm talking to you, Keldon. I'm talking to you, Devin, that you think you're good enough, and you're not, at least not yet, good enough to go do that. And I think they paid the price for that last night. Pop hit it right on the head because they're not good enough. But what they were good, when they were working together for that 18-minute run, it was the kind of thing, as a Spurs fan who sits generally upset with his arms crossed watching defensive mistake after mistake, really go, you know what? When they when they when they're dialed in, I can see what Pop and the coaching staff see every now and again. Where you go, holy cow! There's something here. If we can just figure out how to keep it, how to maintain this, and it's just been they just can't hold on to whatever that little thing is for very long, and they couldn't last night either. I take the selfishness to be more of individual tunnel vision. Not not in a, I'm focused on my own production, my own stats, my own whatever, but in a, I'm just, you know. A little bit more selfish all, vein. But this is all I. Because I, I do I too. All, I think that's how all anyone kind of knows what to do right now, you know, is just go out and, and be a great athlete because the cohesion is really lacking. I mean, last night is another example of something we've been talking about. What? Why is Wimby playing 30 minutes and only putting up 15 shots? We are the Why? worst the, passing team. Although, did I we know. keep our, our streak alive? Oh, uh, that's uh, a great question. We um, are digging for it we, right we now. Did, yes, we did. 24, 24 assists. So, I think we're at 106 The most now. useless stat in all of sports. 106, 106 straight games, consecutive games with 20 or more assists. The all-time record... Well, within sights, 14 games, 15 away from having the outright record ourselves. We need to get like a banner made. I know? think so. We need to start hanging some sort of uh, 20 yeah. banner. Well, and, and then they'll they'll pick it up for the rodeo road trip. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what they do with the banners. But then then they'll drop it after. You I know think what I mean? they should be color coded for wins and losses, so we really get the importance of this mm, step because point. it does but indeed any- have absolutely no value at all in the grand scheme of things because they lose well, most of these games. I want to talk about something real quick. 
Um, before before it slips my mind, as we were talking about the, the effort required and the question regarding trying too hard, uh, Jeremy Sohan had a heck of a game. I mean, he's, sure. he's starting to do things that you know he was doing last year that got him invited to the All Star Weekend. Well, this this week uh, they've been announcing different things, and Wimby has been invited to a couple. Uh, Jeremy was not invited back for that international yada yada game that he got to play in last year. Was invited back. Uh, Pop wow. in post game or pre game, well, I forget where it was. Was asked about it, and you know he he, he went on about it. Do we, if we have the sound uh, about Sohan? Do we have this the sound? It was Wimby. Oh no, I'm talking about something else. Uh, so Pop came out. And kind of defended uh, his guy. Like, hey, I don't know who's making the decision, but Jeremy is really playing well. He doesn't normally do that. And you know why he did it? In my mind, I believe in his heart of hearts, he realized he did his player a disservice. He put Jeremy in a situation that he could not be successful in. There was a lot of hope. There was a lot of attempt. But he put him in a situation that just flopped. So while we appreciate the effort... The output wasn't so good. The perception amongst many, and me included, was, gosh, Jeremy was an utter failure. Well, not really. He was an utter failure at point guard, but the guy still got the qualities that he had when he was drafted, and is exhibiting that once he was freed from the the responsibility, the yoke of being the quarterback, and suddenly the guy's a player, and that was directly because of what Pop did. That's the only reason he's not there. And I think Pop feels bad about that. It was the um, the rising stars challenge yes. that Jeremy was snubbed out of. Just to be very clear, I suppose. I mean, good for Pop, I guess, having his his dudes back. And I, I don't want. No, I think he wet, feels like, bad I don't about a wet it. Blanket around this, but um, I mean, you know, it's it's hard to. Jeremy's played really well for the last week. Right, like he's he's played moderately well. That kind of had you, you know, I'm like, okay, yeah, there he is, you know, for the last week. But it's been so inconsistent. Well, exactly, one. because he's been put in a playing a position at point guard where, I mean, he's never done it ever. I mean, it's a ridiculous ask, and then to do it at the highest level. I mean, we could put it at the F ones. That's like asking one of me, you or me. Guess what? You're going to wow. be the the lead driver. Right. For a call. Lack what? Of faith in you or I. Wow. Well, I, I'm just saying that the, the the water that he was thrown into without being able to swim was pretty deep. And while it was an abject failure, um, it shouldn't it should reflect more on his coach than him because the moment that he was put in the position to be just the glue guy, the guy that will take take up the slack, the guy that'll get the rebound, the guy that'll start the fa- everything that he's capable of. Suddenly, we saw exactly why he was drafted. So he stunted a bit of growth, I'm talking about Pop, by not putting him where he should be. And he put him in a situation where the rest of the country looks at him like, well, what an abject failure. That guy can't play point guard. Well, no, he never could. Why should he be judged on the decision of his coach? Kind of like what Micah is talking about with his... Oh, no. That's the complete and total opposite. Micah is being put in a position to thrive and to have success and in a position where he is very good at that. Um, To put him somewhere else would be, I mean, I guess what you're saying would work if Micah was put at linebacker. Uh, Probably, uh, or at safety. And you you know what? You at safety was awful. Well, Yes. (laughs) I've never uh, been a safety. I can't, I can't You're asking me to do that. Pro Bowl at safety. Yeah. Uh, so I feel bad for Jeremy, and I do think Pop, in his heart of hearts, is kind of like, dude, I did this guy a disservice. I, I probably, while it was for the betterment of the team, and there's no gonna, nobody going to argue that, as a whole, 
Jeremy Sohan is not a better basketball player for the experience. He is. But it was just a, 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 on a team, as a team, and as if wins are your only concern, which I would like it to be, um, it was an abject failure. It just didn't work. The numbers he proved was, it every time they were out. He was great last night. I mean, one of, one of two Spurs with a positive plus minus, although it was plus one. So, I mean, we're talking, you know, you're, you're north of that line, but barely so. Um, so it, for the congratulations of a, uh, a tough loss, man, I, I, th- we knew it was going to be hard. Orlando, um, what post game? This is a tough loss. Like, I've you know, they're a good team. Loss. They're a, they're yeah, a really good team. It's a really like, it's a really easy loss in that sense. It's really like, Oh, they lost to a good team. They let a, they let a good team go on a 17 nothing run. Yeah, they had a cute little, you know, 21-2 run themselves, but it really didn't matter. And it, it really ultimately was meaningless, as evidenced by the fact that it didn't even net them close to a positive win. Think about that for a second. They got within three points with under four, three and a half minutes left, and mathematical win probability suggests they didn't have anywhere higher than – or they that Orlando still had over a 75% chance. I don't get That's that. crazy. I don't get that because my sense was it was going to be hard, but I live by the premise and always have been that um, if you have you a lead of 10 points happened. at two minutes and it gets any smaller than that or you lose, it is your fault. Whatever happened, no- you if you lose a lead of 10 points within two minutes, it's your fault as a coach. You did it to yourself. I don't know how you don't get it. And it literally happened that way. But like dude, the, I was the watching the game, right. and it felt like there's still... Were- no, I'm not saying that it was impossible, but I didn't feel like as I was watching with three minutes to go that with three minutes down that there's a 70% chance that Orlando was going to win. You look at the Orlando faces and watch the way they coached. They still were genuinely concerned. Now, the the tough news about that was the, the Spurs helped that along. They were missing free throws, and they did some stupid things, but so was Orlando. So I, I'm, I still felt like there was a chance, and I, and I joked saying, as they went to break, as they went to break right then, and they did, I felt like I should turn the TV off right now. This is crazy to look at a little bit more in detail. Two two fifty five to go. It's still a three point game. Uh, right after a Paolo rebound, Orlando had an eighty point four percent chance of winning the game. Three I just didn't game. get that sense. I just didn't feel but, like this all is lost. I really felt like, given this, given that, there's still a chance. Now it didn't work out that way. In fact, it stretched the other direction. But it was I, at least in my mind. I know you're talking about like the vibe. Yeah, the vibes. All I can person. do is get the sense of the game, and there was people right. in it that felt it wasn't playoff and, caliber intensity, but there was a fair amount. I recognize the game also had massive swings, so looking at the kind of overall just yeah. team statistics from the night is a little bit irresponsible in that sense, but it is easy to understand when you look at, you know, Orlando led in field goal percentage and three-point percentage. They had fewer turnovers. They had more rebounds. Like, you know, they, they checked every box. But again, to your point, at that moment, the Spurs were a little hot, but it's amazing how even all the heat they had going for them in a 21-2 to run couldn't drop Orlando below an 80% win. I know. Um, That's and, crazy. And, and the fact, while I can argue that it didn't feel that way, the numbers bore it out. Not only did they not have a chance of catching up, the, the lead stretched just because of the mm-hmm. timing and the timeouts that were available to Orlando That's that Pop had already used. I, I agree with Coogs, by the way. I, I said in the he chat, knows basketball. I'm tired of the team. Tired of the team forgetting to how to play basketball for five minutes a game. That's it. Like it's it's they just like I, it's not even a brain fart. It's like they have brain diarrhea for five minutes, and it's just at that point it's irrecoverable. You know what I mean? They mm-hmm. just their pants are soiled, and they got to go home and change. You that's know? you know we, that, we've all been there. Well, <laughs> some of us more than others. But th- that's the difference of it with a team that's full of a bunch of 
young guys and a guy and a team with veterans that understand that the margin of victory, no matter who you are, is much thinner than five minutes. And if you lose focus over for a total of 48 minutes and, and five of those minutes you've lost focus, you're going to lose 99% of those games. I don't care who you are. You cannot ever let up. And the difference between rookies and veterans is that premise alone. And it's hard to get. Unless you've been there, you don't know what 100% effort all the time is until you get there. And no matter how hard you try, if you haven't gotten there, you still think you've done enough and you haven't. So shoot your shot. Or really more call your shot. Oh, trade deadline's a week from today. Mm -hmm. Happy early birthday to Edwin, of course. And Spurs making a move. You know, any move of any kind. Yes, they're going to make a move. Okay, yeah. so so the two part question. You've you've passed the first part. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Second part on the splash scale. Okay, with ten being sitting in the front row of SeaWorld, you're soaking wet after all the shows. One being the Sahara Desert in terms of of dryness. Well, there's a couple where things in play. Where will, where will it grade out? Well, I, you know, it's starting to get a little weird around the league. The Lakers are kind of falling apart and wondering who the heck they are. Uh, the 76ers are collapsing. They've lost five yeah. straight, and, and they're trying to figure out who they are. They've watched Milwaukee make moves. Well, they watched Miami, which is the closest competitor to Philly right now, make a move. Uh, Miami might make another move with Butler, so I think there's another one out there. I think there's a crazy move about to happen. I'm not sure where. Uh, and I do think the Spurs are going to have a role in this. So do I think there'll be a splash? Possibly, though doubtful. Great. Is that a grade the grade the potential splash zero to ten? I I give it a, a high end. There could be something crazy like a ten. There could be a, a tray move out there. Don't discount the fact that it, I'm just saying could be. It, it it just feels a little strange right now because a lot of these good teams are are being left behind by the three greats or the two greats. You know, um, and I think there's some need to kind of recalibrate and especially on the western side, uh, I think there's some moves to be made. I'm going to say a six. A six will be um, not yeah, a six. A player of note will will land with the, with the Spurs. We'll continue talking silver and black as we do every day. Make sure you uh, continue to subscribe, like, listen, and share as we do this on the regular. And if you're not watching this now, shame on you.